Put this chip on my shoulder, won't come off. I scrubbed and scrubbed until I was red raw. Reconstructed full of filler. Somebody break the bronze soul. I guess I'm just a peasant from up north. Hi there. This episode is a short effort, less than 40 minutes, and it's basically just us getting back into our stride after a few months off, being too busy or just too lazy to to record. Sorry about that. And we experienced a lot of technical issues before we started, so if you sense frustration in our voice, it's because, you know, we've had a, a job getting it on. And even a few technical issues crop up during the recording, so apologies in advance. It's mostly with Joe's mic, it's not so good. But view it as more of a warm-up, we're limbering up for future proper efforts. This is just us getting back into our into our groove as it were. So hope you enjoy it and it passes 40 minutes not too painfully. Take care. Happy listening. Bye-bye. I didn't put the video on for fear that it would. Uh, I'll put it on now. Upset it. Yeah, yeah. Start video. <laughs> you can tell we haven't done this for a while. I mean, that was ridiculous. So frustrating. Good to see you, man. So we've got half an hour. We're going to have to blast it. So if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, don't worry. It's only going to be 30 minutes. <laughs> Because we are busy men, we have things to do, we have lives to lead, we have wives and, and other people dependent on us. But uh, yeah, good to see you Joe, how's your day been? Um, productivity, 6 out of 10, 6 out of 10. It's your day off, um, your day off man, you don't have to be productive. Yeah, true. Although I feel like when you have a day off in the week that's not on the weekend, am I coming through loud and clear, by the way? You are, you are. Um, I feel like you, all of your little spare jobs get crammed into your day off, don't they? True, yeah. That's uh, You want to get stuff done. So, here's a question for you. How long have you been with your current barber for? Not long since about last September, maybe October, I think it was. Coming out of the lockdowns, long, yeah, it was coming out of the lockdowns. They were still wearing masks and stuff because my barber closed shop just before lockdown, and uh, he was a local character and he just kind of had a falling out with his landlord and closed the place. So, yeah, we were cutting our own hair for a bit during lockdown, which looked horrific like a lot of people we shaved heads at the start and stuff in the garden yeah. pretty bad it looked like camp victims of some sort it wasn't good but no why, why do you ask this barber sound the guy with his sound but what makes you ask Yeah, I was asking because I think it is such a blessing when you find a barber that you know and trust. Mm. True. 
You know what I mean? Come on, you, you, you tell them exactly what you want from a haircut and they give you exactly what you want. Mm. They are rare, those mm. kind of barbers. Have we talked about this before? Do you show a picture to the barber? Oh, no, I haven't done that. I always thought that was a bit, a bit lame, but I am at that point now. Even showing them a picture of, of my hair when it's good and just saying, just make it look like that. Copy that. Picture of like you when you were ten, exactly. when you were ten or something like yeah. But sir, you have no hair. I want to go back to that. <laughs> you've got, a, I mean, you've got a good head of hair. We can joke about it, but I don't. I don't have any shame. I just show them a picture. I go, but the guy knows what I'm going to show him. Now he goes that one, and I go, yeah. I said, do you need to see it? And he said, yeah, show us it again. It's a celebrity. I, I'm embarrassed to say who, but anyway. No, my head's probably a different shape to DiCaprio. It's a it's a Gosling shot in Blade Runner. I was thinking his hair looks pretty good in Blade Runner. So quite often it's. Ah, nice. um, and he goes, yeah, Gosling. <laughs> I have no shame. I'm not bothered. It's not a vanity thing. It's just as you say, so you want to get it right anyway. So we started with haircuts and barbers. We can always come back to that. But it's great to be back, isn't it? We've been so long, and apologies to our regular crowd of listeners. Sorry for being so sporadic and so lazy. We are especially lazy. And I know a lot of listeners have been desperately trying to get hold of the latest podcast. And, and we can only apologise for being busy and lazy and just having very chock-a-block lives. And because we don't do this as like our main job, this is just like a project, a hobby. A bit of a mess, isn't it? We're just messing around, chatting. It's two guys chatting. Two northern peasants chatting. And we can't even pretend the R-man or the D-man are with us. We're not even going to pretend they're, they're with us because they're busy. One's, you know, got a baby. He's having another baby in Barcelona. The other one's busy doing his own thing. I think he's somewhere now playing guitar and you can hear him in the garden in the distance. You might pick it up. But it's just two northern guys talking, talking about different things. The topics we're going to cover today, we've kind of just thrown together whilst being in work. Both of us have been in work today. This is the thing, isn't it? So we're just cramming this. Before we go off and do loads of things that we have to do and want to do this evening, we're just cramming it all in, aren't we, into this half an hour, super fast pod. We're going to talk about, are we entering a post-COVID new era? We're going to talk about news events briefly, Ukraine, cost of living, USA, the abortion ruling, perhaps. We could have a little chat about that. So a couple of big issues in the news. We're also going to talk about walks. We've done a big walk recently, haven't we, which was great fun, which we might be able to recommend. It might give you some ideas. Yeah, we, we did a walk in the Lake District, which we can recommend. And then we've got Arts Corner, talking about various things that tickle our fancy. Anything to add that we can squeeze into this half an hour rocket whistle-stop tour of Oh, exciting. I think lives. that's a lot, even for half an hour, isn't it? I mean, mm, possibly ambitious, a bit ambitious, maybe. We, I mean, we've wasted a good six minutes on haircuts, unfortunately. I apologize, no, but yeah, we've no. got bigger, bigger, and better things to talk about. It's going to be light hearted, it's not going to be too heavy. It's going to be brief, light hearted. There might be some history, some spiritual things, you name it. It could all happen in this half an hour, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be, so. Question, are we entering a new post-COVID era? Do you think we've gone through it completely now? I I do. I think we're through um, the pandemic now. I, I believe that there are th- some things that we've taken from the pandemic that will never change. Go on. Um, like, like what? 
one very obvious example that I've seen is that people don't want to go back to the office anymore. They've got too comfortable working from home, myself Mm. included. Mm. Um, And that has, that's going to have massive impact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, that is a big one. It's funny. What's putting you off going back? Is it the commuting or hygiene? What is it? Yeah, I don't, you know what, I don't really, there's nothing I'm opposed to in the office. I, I like the team I work with and the office environment is fine. I'm not, you know, worried about getting coronavirus or anything like that. It's more the comfort and the, how easy it is to work from home, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, and I'm not one of these people that sits in pyjamas whilst I work, you know, <sighs> get up, get ready, get ready for the day and then set up, like... Yeah. It just, it's just, you think about, even for me, my work, my commute is 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back, but that's half an hour every day that I save, you know. True. Yeah, true. It is yeah. time. It's time better spent doing other things, isn't it? And you're very, I know you're very conscientious when you work. It's not like you're just kicking back. I don't think you even answer your phone or text or anything, do you, when you're in the work? You're zone. You're yeah. very focused when you're in work. I don't know if I'd be as focused if I was at home. Yeah. I did enjoy being at home, doing stuff from home during the early lockdowns the first year, but I'm quite enjoying being back in it. Kids are all back in school, and and I, I sometimes think, wow, I'm not wearing a mask, and I'm surrounded by people, and people are so close, and it just doesn't even occur to me. Except the only time I ever think about it is supermarkets. I don't know why there are certain places that you go to, and you go, well, these people are very close, and da, da, da. but it rarely even passes my mind now. Today, you know, people were... It was blood and guts and gore and work, you know, it was like full on riot. riot. Chairs getting lashed and people right up in your your grill, in your face. And it was like some guy had a ring with spikes on it, like a knuckle duster. But less said the better. But anyway, yeah, it was interesting. And I don't even think about, I do sometimes think when I'm passing pencils around, I I go over to the hand thing and just go like that and smother my hands in it. If I'm getting pencils or objects that I know loads of people have picked up. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. I've become a bit slack recently though and I always think that that's one thing that that's one of my f- things that's probably built up over the lockdowns and the pandemics is over cleaning of hands and washing hands but I don't know. Anyway so we're entering a new era we're back at work we're not wearing masks that leads us on to the next thing, which is the cost of living. Talking about driving to work, how are you finding the the increase in food and fuel and stuff? How are you finding that? The, the big one for us, for Nadia and I, is the cost of electricity um, because we live in a flat without gas. Mm. So our bills are 100% electric and it is goodness gracious me it's extortionate when uh, throughout the winter months unfortunately yeah true Um, uh, but then you know it's been nice and warm recently so that's that's been okay it's containable Um, how about yourself noticing it particularly with fuel filling up the vehicle I mean it's like crazy price isn't it I had to use I pulled up at a thing yesterday or Wednesday and I had to use the super diesel and it was like two eleven. It was so expensive. And even when we drove up to Lakes the other day and put in twenty quid, you're getting ten litres. And you're like, 
but this was like more than two pounds a litre. It was two eleven, you think? In France, they were rioting and it got to like one fifty, and they blocked all the roads and the lorry drivers and brought it back down to one thirty. What it was, you know, six months ago. But now, yeah, things like fuel and the electricity and gas and food every day, we can look at each other and go, "That was one seventy. Now it's two seventy. How's that happened?" And everything's creeping up. Yeah. Yeah, Some yeah, shops yeah. now, you think, you go in and spend fifty quid, and you've got nothing. It's got a couple of items. It's just. I don't know. They are squeezing us, aren't they, with these things? And I was reading that wholesale fuel fuel prices have gone right down, and they're the same as they should. You know, they were six months ago, but they're just not passing it on. So they're making huge profits. These big companies, like the fuel companies, so it does make you wonder: Are they using things like the Russia war, the Ukraine war, as an excuse, just an excuse to recoup money they perhaps lost during the COVID when people weren't driving as much? And this is just a way to. But also it's a fear thing, I don't know, I think it's cost of living, we talk about this a lot in work with different colleagues of mine, but I personally think it's it's getting people afraid of of agitating, of thinking for themselves, of being too vocal about various things, because if you're afraid of losing your job and because you're so close to the breadline, if not on the breadline, it keeps people in a state of fear, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And that you can't just travel, people can't travel around mm. the country, they're having to think about journeys, they have to think about how far they can go to work and stuff. And it's just a constant thing in people's minds, isn't it? That they're having to balance finances and can they afford this, can they afford that? And that's the majority of people, isn't it? And you and I are fairly educated and we work hard and and it's affecting us. I mean, you haven't got kids yet, but when you have kids, it becomes even more like, it's a thing, it's a thing in your mind. <laughs> How are we gonna pay for everything, mortgages and bills and stuff? I don't know. But it won't always be like this, will it? shouldn't be like this now. I mean, there's I mean, enough wealth in the world to go around. They should be able to... Do you know what I mean? There shouldn't be anyone living in poverty. And we are not a poor country, but there's so much poverty even in our country, isn't there? Anyway. Go on, final thoughts? Just feel like I'm rubbing... an interesting question for you. Go on. It's, it's, it's linked to that. The other day I heard someone comment, um, we live in the UK or we live in England. It's the best country in the world. And I thought, goodness me what is your metric for that mm. i don't think england is the best country in the world what do you think england or united kingdom just uk the yeah, uk yeah. yeah i mean is it the best country in the world i don't think any country can claim that can they i mean some countries are much fairer in many ways you know you look at maybe that documentary i don't know if you ever saw michael moore's were to invade next and it wasn't a military one he was just going around different european countries it seemed like and uh, looking at different things they had in place compared to America, things like healthcare and prison systems and do you know what I mean? He was looking at like Scandinavian countries, Italy was one, Portugal with the drug laws and he was seeing how much better they did than America, Iceland was one and they had these really compassionate things. I mean even our Dan, he's about to have his baby in August, he gets three months off, which I think is amazing, you know, three months paternity leave, whereas in say UK you get one week one week, that's all I got for our three. That's incredible. The difference one week. Do you think, well, why did Britain never, why did the United Kingdom never get that when we were in the EU? How come they got that allowance in Spain? They managed to work it for their workers. They're much more compassionate. So, in answer to your question, I don't know, I think we're brought up as British, English, whatever, Scottish, Welsh, to feel like we've got this innate superiority. But when you look at the reality, I'm not sure our standard of living is better 
than other parts of the world for the amount of hours we work and what we get left over for ourselves. I don't, I wouldn't say that. But I think we're lucky we have a lot of freedom, obviously, compared to a lot of countries. We're not the worst country to live in in terms of freedom. Look at Russia, the way that people are persecuted for daring to speak certain things, believe certain things. We're not the worst country, but we're not the best. Why would you think? I, I, I completely and utterly agree with you. Uh, I think particularly the Scandinavian countries yeah. and some of the, uh, the systems that they have in place in terms of their education and their healthcare. Mm. I was reading a great thing about Finland the other day. Um, I think just because my wife's a teacher and I understand, you know, and yourself, you're a teacher, so I understand, I hear lots of things about how the teaching system is here compared to other countries in Finland. In Finland, their kids don't go to school properly until they're seven years old. Mm -hmm. And then from the ages of seven to 16, they're never given any tests or examinations. Mm -hmm. And every 45 minutes it is obligatory that they are given a break. It's, a, you know, time to to play and get rid of some of their nervous energy mm -hmm. um, and you think oh well where does that leave the children education wise but they're actually some of the most literate numeric happy people on the earth the Finns you yeah. know and, and they score really well in the international league tables so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't agree myself I think there are lots of things that other countries do better than we do here in the UK but that is a an uneducated opinion no it's true it's true you can see it from your, your personal point of view we can all see it, can't we? That, but yeah, I mean, we're lucky to live where we live. I, I, I count my blessings that we have somewhere safe to live, that's dry, we're not on the streets. Some people, you know. But yeah, things aren't getting easier for people, are they? You think of all the food banks everywhere. I was reading in the paper yesterday, BT was defending having these food banks for their workers and they were trying to sell it as, oh, this is a help in case workers can't get to the shops on the way home. And it's definitely not a food bank. They, they repay it. And they can bring the food back to replace it, and you think, really? It's a bit shameful that these multi-billion-pound companies are having to set up food banks for their underpaid workers, anyway. So we're getting off our socialist soapbox. What do you think about the uh, the ruling in America? Changing the subject slightly, somewhat. What do you think about that ruling regarding abortion, the right to abortion in America? If you can sum it up in thirty seconds, what do you think, Joseph? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of progressives are saying that this is a step backwards, aren't they? Mm. People are viewing it as a step backwards. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. interesting, isn't um, it? How, what do you think the backlash is going to be like to it? I think there's going to be a backlash to it. Well, yeah, massively. I mean, the big slogan is, my body, my choice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, am I stuttering a little bit? Delaying a tiny bit, it's because we've had all kinds of technical issues today. It took us 20 minutes, didn't it, to get it going? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, you're coming through loud and clear. Yeah, my body, my choice. I know one of my friends who's a very ardent Catholic was sending me all kinds of texts, like, celebrating, and I was like, oh. And he was saying, are you, are you, how do you, what do you think? But I just think, I don't have the heart to say, I think it's going to create a massive backlash, because they're talking now about these judges, these Supreme Court judges, reversing other decisions in America that have you know accrued over the last 30 years like gay marriage and stuff and I just think America is a secular society obviously there's still Bible Belt areas but it's a very secular country isn't it all the states 
majority of them mm. people don't follow the Bible and do you know what I mean so I just think some people are more right wing and more traditional religions and Christian types are celebrating going oh yeah great you know he's protecting the unborn but I just think it's going to lead to religion being in the the target sites of a lot of people more so because they're going to think how do we let this happen how do we let these is it 10 or 12 Supreme Court judges reverse these laws that they fought for and you know, really fought to get in place for people to have these rights. Do you think it might lead to a turning on religion, perhaps, in the long term or short term? It's, it's this kind of decision that, that aggravates people, that makes people consider religion's worth in society, doesn't it? When it starts to interfere with people's personal choices, and we're not just mm. talking, you know, which football teams to support? We're talking about life and death, mm-hmm. aren't we? Really, with abortion. Yeah. So, in religion, as you said, there are areas of America that are very much still religious, and they have the people have faith and they base their lives around their faith. But increasingly, the West is an irreligious place, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. As I said, it will aggravate what they choose to do subsequently I think you're right I think there will be a big reaction I think um, people won't like the, the sight of it mm. well watch what happens next what's going to happen next Dave? it's an interesting development isn't it it's something we didn't expect to happen all of a sudden it's come out of the blue yeah. so yeah religion watch out perhaps we'll have to see Changing the subject from news events, we move on quickly to our walk. We're going to talk briefly now about Helvellyn, and we did Striding Edge, which is a, a route up Helvellyn, which is one of the Lake District mountains. Is it the third highest, Joe? I believe so. Yes, that's what I googled. Helvellyn is the third highest, but the highest in my heart. It was a beautiful walk. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? So picturesque. Can you remember how long it took us, the four of us, to do it? From, oh, I want to say six hours. Yeah, it was about six hours, wasn't it? We started about half eleven and got down about seven, but we took a few detours. And we had a lot of dinner breaks, didn't we? Coffee breaks. It was pretty we leisurely. Did, yeah, I was, just, I was just trying to Google and see how high it was, but I'm pretty sure it's the third. Yeah, third yeah, highest. you're right. Um, um, what was your well, highlight? Well, what was the... Sorry. It's a delay, right. isn't it? A word yeah. to the, uh, the not the wise. <laughs> a word to the not so wise. Uh, if you are going to climb Half Island, just go ahead and pay for an all-day car parking ticket. That was my <laughs> mistake, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, Although yeah. I did get away with it at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have have peace of mind. Yeah. Stick eight quid in the machine. Get an all-day parking ticket. Don't be stingy. It's not worth saving three quid, is it? Push for the extra th- three quid to eight quid. I know, but you learned that's a small price. You were worried a little bit about getting the ticket, but it didn't happen. Thankfully, we got down, had our pot noodles. But yeah, it was an amazing. There were a few hairy moments, weren't there? But I did think. I don't know if you feel the same way. If it'd been windy or wet going over that striding edge, it would have been particularly hairy. But as it was dry, it was the first of June, and it was a gorgeous day, wasn't it? There was no wind. It was sunny, but it wasn't too hot. It was just nice, wasn't it? 
I think though. Really, really nice. Yeah, it was a great walk. The team man thought he couldn't go on after 20 minutes, didn't he, at first? But luckily, he uh, had something to eat and he. The, that was the first half an hour, was probably the hardest bit because it's a pure ascent, isn't it? From Allswater, where you start off and straight up. And uh, I think if the you team, imagine, that's going to be. Was he just needed a couple of sandwiches, exactly. didn't he? He did, he did. But we did it, and it's, we recommend it. Hell, Valen. If you can hear screaming in the background, it's uh, it's my lovely children <laughs> playing outside. <laughs> <laughs> they're back, they're back. So we've done Hell, Valen. We've talked about it. We enjoyed it. it. Took us six, seven hours to do, but we were not pushing ourselves. We were walking at a leisurely rate, weren't we? But we'll have to it plan. It was a really jaunty ramble up Halvall and yeah. back down. It was a great day, it really was. I think if you're looking for a walk in the Lake District to do, then Halvallin is fantastic. As as you said, Aman, the first hour or so, it, it is challenging, it's tough. But once you get past that and you get to that section of the walk where you can see Striding Edge and Squirrel Edge, mm. oh, oh, isn't it great? Really, really good. Yeah, it was. It was great fun. It was great fun. Well, we're running. We're running low on time. We got seven minutes. So we've talked about news events post COVID. Talked about Hell Valen, Arts Corner. In these last five minutes, is there any book, show, film, podcasts that you'd like to recommend or share with the listeners that you'd recommend them having a look at or a listen to? Yeah, I've just read a brilliant book. Um, it's right here. It's called The Science of Storytelling. The Science of Storytelling. Really, really great book. Sorry, man, you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know why. Your sound's breaking up a little bit. It's been a bit of a car crash there, hasn't it? I know, your sound's gone really bad. So it's the science of storytelling by Will Storr, did you say? Yeah, brilliant book, yeah. What's it about, in a nutshell? Tell us what it's about. <laughs> he, he, he basically, uh, he's a ghostwriter, Will Storr. He's written, obviously, he's written his own books, but he's been a very successful ghostwriter and he's written best-selling books. And he combines his love of writing stories. He actually runs a course in London to teach people techniques in terms of writing stories. Yeah. But then also he's interviewed different um, uh, neuroscientists and put together the scientific aspects of what makes us tick when we're listening to stories yeah. and why we find different things interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like a, an infusion of the two. It's a really, really good book. Cool. Sounds interesting. And you're trying to write a book. Is that is it helpful to you? No, I'm not trying to write a book. I mean, I think we all tell stories, don't we, from day to day. Yeah, yeah. Um, his argument is that we live and communicate with stories. Everything's a story. So the better storytellers that we are, the more enjoyable life will be. True. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And how long did it take you to read it, can I ask? <laughs> it's probably... uh, 
to read every evening yeah before I fall asleep I read a little bit bit of history yeah. I'm reading a history book and I'm reading a a kind of psychology book but it's kind of throwaway psychology it's like a Tony Robbins book but and the, and the history book is the kind of American Civil War book but I always say that because I'm always reading that book I'll have four or five books on the go but that's it's a Shelby Foote book I'm like in the second volume of his Civil War books which take forever. I only read like a couple of pages a day, but it'll take me about two years to finish it at this rate. But anyway, I'd like to recommend a podcast. I've been listening to You're Dead to Me, the BBC one. That's really good. It's like In mm. Our Time, but it's a bit more comedy. They're really good. You're Dead to Me. We've got some great podcasts. I've also been listening to the Leggett podcast, which is a Liverpool podcast, recommended to me by some friends. And it's a... Uh, quite controversial sometimes they have different people on there and uh, some interesting topics so yeah they're the two I'd like to recommend You're Dead to Me and the Leggett Podcast but yeah we've flown through it and we've got two minutes to go we've covered so much in a very superficial way with multiple technical problems so apologies to the listeners if you found it hard to hear our voices at times if it's been messy not as detailed or rambling as it normally is because we spent the first half an hour trying to get the things to work I just think because we haven't been using the zooms and stuff as much they all needed updating and all kinds of stuff but any final thoughts Joe? My thoughts are we will redeem ourselves entirely 100% on that podcast listeners don't worry we'll be back with a bang of course we uh, and be more structured, more interesting, funnier. Yeah. This has been good to get, uh, you know, wet the old whistle, so to speak. That's right, getting back into our stride. I mean, sometimes when we sit and having a beer or a coffee, we, we talk more. I think we have more interesting conversations because we're just rambling. And also you get nutters coming up and sitting with you, like that guy the other day in the coffee place. <laughs> you thought he was my friend, and then he came and sat down. I was like, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact. He was a local character. He was a local character who always tries to shake you down for money. Anyway, I love these characters because it's a sign of compassionate society, isn't it? You get these kind of people who just wander around causing mischief and trying to rob you, (laughs) trying to take money off you. But anyway, yeah, we will. We'll come back with a big bang next time. We've got a busy weekend. You're going up further north, aren't you? Back home to Carlisle. To visit family? Well, I was, but I've had to uh, can that. Unfortunately, that's going to have to wait for another day. Right. Oh, yeah. Um. So I'm going to be in your neck of the woods this weekend. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, I was going to do that lads fire beer night Saturday, but I was going to do it a week on Saturday. But I'll chat to you about it. Yeah, you. I'll chat to you about it. Yeah. What else? So that's it pretty much, isn't it? I mean, we've talked about a lot of things. And as you say, we're going to come back with a vengeance. We also might... The listeners might be interested to know that one of us is going to be living far, far away. So it's going to have an extra exotic feel to it by the end of the year. The pods will be giving you not just the perspective of UK life in this crazy world we live in. It will also have a 
a Southeast Asian aspect. So one of us, yeah. at least one of the gang, will be speaking from far flung. Well, we won't say just yet. We'll keep you uh, in an, in expectation of what that might be. But yeah, that'll be another dimension. And if we can get D-Man on from Barcelona, and then this other part, one of us is going to be in Southeast Asia, and one of us is going to be in the UK. Good old Blighty. So it'll be a real mix of perspectives. It's going to have an international feel oh, to yeah. it. <laughs> about rambling awesome. <laughs> it'll be awesome it'll be awesome cool anyway man listen have a great evening uh, you've got to go I've got to go thanks for listening everybody we love you for listening uh, subscribe <laughs> like subscribe <laughs> go on our twitter page if you want it's been great it's been brief it's a flying whistle stop tour any questions you'd like to ask us please feel free to go on peasants up north twitter page that's probably the best one any final thoughts jayman yeah yeah keep forgetting that we have a twitter page no no final thoughts from me um looking forward to the next one but i have got to go because i've got a, a poorly wife that needs attending to that's right hard-working educational educational lady she deserves a rest. Look after her. And I'll try and look after yeah. my family. All right, Amy. Take care, buddy. Love you. See you later. See bye you bye, soon. Bye, bye. See you, buddy. Bye-bye.